Are you looking for ways to strengthen your marriage? Would you like to raise children you enjoy being around? Do you long for a peaceful, orderly home that's a blessing to everyone who comes through its doors? Then you've come to the right place. I'm Jennifer Flanders, a Bible-believing, homeschooling mother to 12 and host of the Loving Life at Home podcast. Join me as we discover what God's Word has to say about marriage, motherhood, and minding the things that matter most. Hello, friend. Thanks for tuning in for episode 12 of Loving Life at Home. Today, I want to share a word of advice for women who, like me, find themselves married to a problem solver. Does your husband like to fix things? Does he like to search for solutions? Do you get perturbed when you look to him for sympathy and he insists on offering answers instead? It's tempting when you're upset to interpret this hasty rush to a solution as evidence that your husband doesn't really understand the situation, doesn't fully appreciate the distress it has caused you, can't adequately feel your pain. You may even think that his no-nonsense approach to the matter is just an attempt to shut you up because he's tired of hearing you bellyache. I've entertained a few of those thoughts myself in the past about my own problem-solving husband, and I still have a hard time believing that they aren't at least partially true. Yet, according to a growing body of scientific evidence, our husbands respond the way they do simply because that is how their brains are wired. If you'd like to read all the fascinating details regarding this research yourself, I highly recommend Luann Bresendine's The Male Brain, and I'll try to link that in the show notes. The fact is, men think differently than women. Studies have now confirmed what we've long suspected. Men and women are different, and they even think very differently. Now, I know that's a generalization, and you can always find outliers. In fact, even in my own marriage, I tend to think more analytically than a lot of women, and my husband is definitely more of a verbal processor than most men. But in the majority of cases, a man can't understand why his wife would waste valuable time complaining about something that he could easily fix in just a few minutes. And most women are equally perplexed because their husbands seem incapable of listening without taking on an advisory role. Often, all we really want is a little sympathy. We need to realize, however, that problem solving is a husband's way of sympathizing. Mentally searching for a solution is his way of communicating his concern, of proving that he cares, of expressing heartfelt empathy in the way that comes most naturally to him. Even so, it sometimes grates on us, right? So what is a beleaguered wife to do? Well, my advice is to make peace with your problem-solving husband. If you want to avoid the conflict that sometimes springs from your spouse's different method of thinking about and dealing with problems, then you really only have three options. One, you can stop complaining. Two, you can warn him ahead of time that all you really want is a hug or a prayer or a shoulder to cry on. Or three, you can listen to his counsel and accept his advice. That first option, to stop complaining, is just a good rule of thumb in general. Nobody likes to be around a whiner or a complainer, and the more positive we can remain towards our life and circumstances, the better off we'll be. Nevertheless, there are times when difficult situations must be addressed and discussed. So... What then? The second option, letting your spouse know ahead of time that you just want him to listen without offering advice, may at least theoretically help from your point of view, but it will probably feel like torture to your husband. Put yourself in his shoes. Consider how you would react if the tables were turned. 
For instance, imagine that your husband comes home complaining of feeling famished. So you offer him a snack or try to cook him some dinner. Maybe you point him to the pantry or propose going out to eat, but your every suggestion is met with fierce resistance. Not only that, but your spouse accuses you of being insensitive for even attempting to come up with a solution. Why do you always try to fix things, he might ask in exasperation. I haven't eaten all day. I'm starting to feel faint. Can't you see how upset I am? I don't need advice. I need sympathy. I just want to know that you're on my side, that you understand. Wouldn't it feel a little disingenuous to merely pat your husband on the back in such a situation and tell him that you're sorry he's having such a hard time? Well, that's exactly how our husbands feel, too, when we put such constraints on them and attempt to dictate their emotional responses. In the same way that you'd feel compelled to let your hungry husband know that you have hot bread in the oven, your husband feels obligated to share his best answer to whatever problem is troubling you. So that brings us to the third option, accept his advice with gratitude. You can listen to your husband's counsel and accept his advice. Don't automatically poo-poo his suggestions. Like the woman I saw in a Jason Headley video on YouTube called It's Not About the Nail. It is hilarious and I'll try to link it in the show notes if I can. But uh, in the skit, this woman is complaining to her husband about a throbbing headache she has and her sweaters are getting snagged and the headache won't go away and she can't figure out what to do about it. And what is obvious to him is also obvious to the viewer. And that is the fact that she has a nail sticking out of her forehead about three inches. And the husband keeps trying to tell her, if you just get the nail out of your forehead, I think that that would solve your problem. And she is livid at him because she just wants him to listen. She just wants some sympathy. She doesn't want a solution. So don't be like that woman. When your problem-solving husband springs into action, recognize the fact that he's offering you something very valuable. He's giving you a fresh perspective, a different vantage point. So hear him out. Then do your best to implement his most reasonable recommendations. Believe me, I know that this is easier said than done. I don't like change in general, so my knee-jerk reaction to any suggestion that we do things differently is to argue in favor of the status quo. But that usually backfires. That's because in God's great providence, I married a man who embraces change with a hearty enthusiasm. You might even say that he likes change for change's sake. Although life with me has tempered that tendency somewhat. Don't you just love God's sense of humor? It's wonderful how he balances extremes and personalities that way by uniting them in holy matrimony. However, I've learned not to complain about trivial matters because I know my doing so is going to trigger my husband's problem-solving circuits, and that inevitably will lead to some sort of change that feels, to me, like more of a hassle than whatever the matter was I was grousing about to begin with. Unfortunately, this does not get me completely off the hook in the advice department because sometimes my spouse will simply see something he thinks is not working as well as it should and make suggestions based on that observation, like the time when we were still living in an apartment and he watched me try to pair all of our unmatched socks. I used to keep unmatched socks in a, in a big tin, and one night he saw me spreading them all out. I had 75 unmatched socks. And that was when we only had two or maybe three children. So he watched as I was trying to find the mates for all these single socks. We were doing laundry across the street. So 
those laundromat washers would always eat several every time we did a load. And he said, look, this is ridiculous. You don't need 75 unmatched socks. Let's throw out or send to Goodwill every sock in the house and we will get new socks for each child, but each child will have only one style of sock. So maybe my son would have gray heels and toes on a white sock and my daughter would have pure white socks with little cuffs. And so it was very, very easy to match up those socks. And then I'd never have more than maybe there's four or five members of the family at the time. I'd never have more than four or five unmatched socks because as soon as another one came through, it would match the one that was already in the bucket. So that was actually very brilliant. I resisted at first, but was so thrilled with all the time it saved me in laundry doing and and sock matching that we have stuck with it ever since. Now we have older children that keep up with their socks and they do their own matching. And so they've started buying specialty novelty socks. And I sometimes was resistant to going back to the old way because I remembered what it was like having so many that didn't match. But uh, I don't have to deal with that part now. And the kids do it themselves. So if they want 15 jillion different kinds of socks, they can deal with it. Uh, My husband, though, is very smart. He's extremely attentive to detail and amazingly adept at thinking outside the box. So why wouldn't I want to immediately adopt whatever measure he is proposing? That is the question. I still mm, have trouble with it sometimes. My innate aversion to change is only part of the problem. If I'm honest, I have to admit that the rest of it may stem from my pride. Proverbs 13.10 tells us, pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Ouch, isn't that verse convicting? What makes me resistant to my husband's advice? What makes me want to argue about the best course of action? The Bible says it's my pride. Where there is strife, there is pride. That's how the NIV translates it. Whenever strife and arguments and contention exist, we can be certain pride is somehow involved. It boils down to this. I want my way. I'm convinced my way is better. Is it better? Maybe, maybe not, but I'll never know unless I hear my husband out. It's arrogant and stubborn and foolish for me to cling to my own way without even bothering to consider his ideas about a given matter. His ideas are almost always reasonable. It would be fair to say that many of his ideas border on brilliant. We both know this, so it's insulting and hurtful to him when I blithely discount or dismiss his suggestions. Taking my husband's advice doesn't mean that I'm incapable of thinking through problems or coming up with solutions on my own. It just means I'm willing to consider his perspective and give his way a try. Why not do the same at your house? Don't fight against the way God wired your husband's brain to work. Next time you face a problem, ask for his advice then take it. Doing so doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're smart. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have a question you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, message me on Instagram at Flanders underscore family or contact me through my website, lovinglifeathome.com. Before you go, if you've been encouraged by something you've heard on the show, do me a favor and forward the link to a friend or head over to Loving Life at Home on Apple iTunes to subscribe and leave a written review of the show. Your doing so will help others find me so they can listen too. Until next time, I pray the Lord will bless your efforts to build a loving home life centered on Him.